Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office equipment solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Second hour of Oilers Now. Brendan Ulrich with you. Oilers Now, as always, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Ched uses Digitex for their copiers and printers, and the service is excellent. We are going to get to Craig Simpson here very shortly. Before we do that, I want to remind you that today is 6.30 Chet Hart Pledge Day at the Mazinkowski Hart Institute. Bruce Bowie was there earlier today, Ryan Jesperson as well. And from 2 to 6 this afternoon, Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross will be down there as well. To donate, call 780-407-2200 or see our story at 630ched.com to help out 630 Ched Hart Pledge day. Some guests on Oilers Now receive gift certificates from Japanese Village, three locations, downtown, south side, and on the north side. Let's get to our Wednesday regular, our headliner, it's Craig Simpson. Craig, uh, we had to push you back a half hour, on, so I'm assuming you didn't listen to the show because you were busy, but yeah. I'm sure you can uh, catch the drift about what we've been talking about after last night's game. Uh, well, yeah, sorry, I wasn't able to listen, but uh, yeah, you know, this is the time of the year and interesting that you always get one Brennan when Bob's uh, absent that you got a hot topic to talk about so um, listen it's it's the old saying there's winning and there's misery and uh, when you're losing and when things aren't going the way that everybody planned I think it's pretty easy for people to get uh, energetic and emotional about but it's it's one that uh, you know at the end of the day you've got to come back as a group and regroup and get a feel for you know, how your your organization is handling things, how your team is reacting to each other. And, you know, I've always been one that the reactionary things are, you know, when you're losing a game or it's out of reach, uh, it has very little impact. But the most important thing you have to have as a group is an understanding amongst your teammates that, you know, you're there for each other and you're ready to back for each other. Well, yeah, and back when you played, Craig, I'm assuming Kane would have been dealt with uh, after that, uh, you know, cross-check on Benning uh, at some point throughout the game. 
likely on that uh, exact play. So I wanted to get your thoughts on, first of all, the hit itself. Uh, why wasn't it called a penalty? Uh, and also the follow-up response from the Oilers. You know, I, I think the result was a lot worse than the hit. I, I looked at it a few times, and it, it's like it's like anything in real speed. Um, things can... Uh, you know, happened so quickly. I, I think the fact that he engaged about two to three feet away from the boards is probably, if I'm trying to get in the head of the official, that it was, you know, body to body about three feet before. And, you know, the, the official was right in front of the play. So there's no question that he saw it. He obviously saw it in a very different way. Uh, I'm surprised an arm didn't go up, but at times those kind of hits can be less. Uh, vicious or or bad, but have a bad result. So I think that's the one that uh, it, it went that way with the the way that Benning went down. But I, I think the reaction is one that you know you always want to support your your teammate. Uh, I I think the times in the past, or even the times we've seen uh, this year or in the last few years. There's nothing wrong with a good hard hit, and that shouldn't always warrant a guy dropping his gloves and going after him. I don't agree with that at all. But, you know, in the in the throes of that type of a game and emotional time, I'm surprised that, you know, at least you don't go out and try to initiate something else. Whether it doesn't have to be a fight, but part, part of the problem when you're you're not in that confident level of play and you're not the more aggressive team from the beginning it's you know now all of a sudden down five two it's a, it's a little bit late to get started yeah we're on the same page here because i was saying earlier i was most mostly disappointed by the fact that you see benning going out there he was clearly uh, playing with some edge uh yeah. he hit uh Meyer later in the game. He went after Kane a little bit in front. You don't expect him to fight Kane, but he was clearly upset with the play. And uh, you, I, I mean, the season is what it is at this point, Craig. But when you're in a game like that and uh, the competitive juice still should be going, like you would think when a yeah. play like that happens and you, you see a teammate out there battling, you would not want to follow, follow him out there and do something similar. So that's what I was disappointed about. Yeah, I think that's, you know, it's the problem when you're not in a position... Uh, that you're not firing as a group you're you're not in a playoff race you can tell that there's you know disappointment within the uh, the group and the lineup and the locker room and uh but i i've always been one that you know you can have such a good impact without dropping your gloves i, I think the one thing you always have to be able to show your teammates is that you're you're there to battle you're there to go uh play hard uh, no matter what the score and that's Unfortunately, I know for Oilers fans, and and I can tell you for the players as well. You know that's what the from here to the end of the season really is all that's left. I mean, you've got to show that you're going to be a guy in this lineup that'll play hard every night and play for your teammates and do the kind of things you have to be to try to be a good pro. I'll tell you this, Craig. We did a call-in segment prior to you coming on, and. Uh... About 80% of the calls were towards uh, Milan Lucic. Fans are upset that he wasn't the one that went after Kane. Your thoughts on that? Well, again, uh, too little too late when you're uh, trying to react at the end of a long game. But I, I think he has to understand the, uh, you know, the eye in the sky is watching every night. When you've gone as long as you have with a, with a big contract, with a big expectation, with the opportunity... You know, getting back up into the lineup, uh, getting a chance to play with Connor, and the fact that he hasn't been able to be productive is, you know, a little bit uh, uh, mind-boggling uh, to some degree. But 
I, I think that, you know, if you were sitting here today at the very end and all of a sudden you, you went out and grabbed a guy and started fighting, I don't think all of a sudden it makes Milan Lucic having a better season. So I understand the frustration. Uh, I'd like to just see more with him uh, having uh, much more of a, uh, an impact from the start of every game. And, you know, that, that doesn't necessarily mean reacting to somebody else's hit. He should be the guy that has that ability to initiate plays, to get in on the forecheck, and to be a lot more physical. And I, I've said to you many times, I think when you go to those hard areas and when you get stubborn by going to the net no matter what, you're going to get a payoff, you know, whether it's a rebound goal or a tip-in or one that goes off your leg. So uh, I, I'm a little surprised at the frustration level that maybe – he didn't initiate something last night, but it, you know this is one of those stretches you got to get through as a player to to show that you can dig down and find a way to be productive again. Yeah, is it just a case where he needs to get out there at the start of the games and do what you're saying? Because um, Bob was saying a little bit earlier that it's he, he feels bad at times for for Milan because there's no one out there that wants to engage him. Like he's one of the toughest well, guys, one of the yeah, toughest I, I guys in the league. Fighting is not going to be the thing that gets you back in, and. You're right, and, and for the most part, listen, this is a team that, what, has given up the first shot of the game uh, 11 times has been a goal, so, like, you're chasing the game all the time, which doesn't really lend itself to going out and sending a message. Uh, I'm not talking necessarily about dropping the gloves or fighting, but the one thing you can do when you're not scoring is be a force physically, and, you know, I I think that, you know, much of the talk is maybe not... You know, the speed game is something that gets away from him at times, but I think you can be a lot more effective if you're going out in the, with the mindset of, I got to get involved right from the beginning. I got to get a hit my first shift. I got to go hard to the net. I got to try to dump a puck in and get in and get another hit right off the bat. And that's where I've always found it sort of gets your brain uh, occupied on other things, gets your energy level high. And now all of a sudden you're not thinking about the lack of confidence you have or not being able to make a play, I, I think it sort of allows yourself to get grounded and get back into it. And I, I don't think on a regular basis you've seen enough of those types of things out of him going into hockey games. Let's move on from last night here, Craig. Lots to hit on. Uh, the Maroon, cha- Maroon trade, I want to ask you about Auberg, uh, maybe Ethan Bear as well if we have time. But uh, first of all, Shirelli said on the show yesterday he received one offer for Maroon. Uh, and the three days were sort of trending towards that. So at the end, they pulled the trigger on what they could get. Surprise at all that the return was a third and uh, a lower-tier prospect. Well, I, I don't think there was going to be a, a huge market. And, you, again, you're a lot of times you're looking at teams that are, are trying to fit a piece in and that they feel they're missing going into a playoff run. That, that's really the only people who are going to take a – a player that has uh, an expiring contract and so you know a lot of times you you look at what where does he fit what does he have that we don't have can he kill penalties you know a lot of times from a value standpoint if you're looking at adding a guy at the deadline you want a guy who can play up and down your lineup a guy can add some energy and some speed and a lot of times another guy who can kill penalties uh so, you know, he didn't necessarily check all those boxes off, and I, I think that's the reality that you have where, you know, Patrick's had his ups and downs. He's been a, a, a good player a lot of times. He's been inconsistent at other times, and 
I just think that there wasn't that huge market of a guy that necessarily you know fit uh, for a, for a team that's looking to play a depth game and a playoff run, and that's why the the value ended up being where it was. Well, speaking of playoff runs, uh, the Predators went to the Stanley Cup final last year. You called uh, that series for Hockey Night in Canada, Craig. So you likely uh, had a pretty good look at Pontus uh, Aberg, and uh, he scored a few big goals in the playoffs for the Preds uh, last season. Uh, just one game with the Oilers so far. Uh, yeah. What do you think of him as a player? Well, I, I don't know a lot about him, uh, but I, again, they're all the things I was just talking about. If you're looking to make a change and change your lineup, be you know, without question, one thing the Oilers needed to do was get a little faster. And so, uh, no surprise that he's he's got some wheels. He's got the ability to to play at a pretty high high pace in the game. He has some pretty good composure with the puck. That you know, he has that ability to make some plays in tight and has a pretty uh, effective shot. So I I don't really consider him. Although again, I haven't seen him enough to say. He's a top-line or even a second-line guy, but I don't think there's any question that he had speed to the lineup. He's a guy who can fill a role in the third line and uh, hopefully will, will become productive. I mean, you, you look at guys that around the league who have had some pretty good impact in the American Hockey League and who have some speed have come into a lot of lineups and you know been able to be productive, and I think that's what you're looking for. At least he's had some success at the American League-level scoring, and I think here he'll get an opportunity to, you know, again, add to the pace of the game and have a have a chance to get uh, a little bit of his offensive game going, too. Yeah, and he found a way to uh, hit the score sheet uh, last night. Just quickly before I let you go, Craig, Ethan Bear, uh, I believe he's played uh, with Dylan for a lot of the season down in Bakersfield, so you likely have watched him play quite a bit. Uh, Shirelli said yesterday on the show that uh, this is a critical stage of evaluation for uh the, the group the rest the rest of the way doesn't really believe in garbage time they want to see uh, what they have with the number of the players and I don't know if Bear's ready I don't think he's ready from what uh, I've heard from Jerry Fleming and yeah. talking to him himself but he is going to get a chance uh, so we'll see what he can do but uh, how close do you think he is to being an NHL player I don't think he's uh, you know on a consistent basis ready to be a, an NHLer yet but uh, I think the fact that he's had a good development year in the American League. He's been able to, you know, play some bigger minutes. Uh, he's been able to get a little bit more opportunity as the years go gone along. And so, I'm not surprised that you know, from a timing perspective, you you want to give guys a little bit of a taste of what it feels like to play at the NHL level. You you don't want to give it to them uh, without earning it. But I, I think he's been able to play at a pretty a pretty solid level, and not surprised that they at least want to you know, give an opportunity and also get a chance to see him a, a couple of times to see how he reacts to it. Would you try him on the power play, Craig? And keep in mind, the power play is 0 for 19 in the last 11 games. Yeah, well, you just answered your your question. <laughs> so, yeah, you try anything at this point? If you're not trying something different, uh, you're not trying. So, you know, it's been a real mystery year from a special team standpoint for this, this team. So, uh, you know, I, I think anything's uh, up for... You throw a dart at the board and see whose name comes up. All right, Craig. Thanks for uh, taking some time today. I know it's a busy day for you. We appreciate you chiming in. We'll talk again next Wednesday. All right, brother. Take care. That's Craig Simpson from NHL Hockey on Rogers. Hockey Night in Canada, their lead analyst, joins us every Wednesday on the program. 121 in Edmonton.
portions of uh, Oilers Now brought to you by World Floor Coverings. Tell them Oilers Now sent you and received two times the air miles, reward miles on all your flooring purchases. It's uh, 122. We'll take a timeout. We'll get to uh, more of your text messages. We have Stafford Trivia to get to. NHL Today. Jerry Fleming's coming up and maybe some more time for some phone calls because the phone lines were lit today. We'll try to fit some more in. It's 122 in Edmonton. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Milan Lucic from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Ched. The man of the hour, Milan Lucic, bringing us back here on Oilers Now. Brendan Ulrich, Dave Campbell with you. If you want to escape the cold this February and March and get away with New West travel on great last-minute deals to fun in the sun destinations, these all-inclusive vacation packages include airfare, meals, drinks, and entertainment, including parking at Value Park at Edmonton International Airport. On sale now, Riviera Maya for $12.95, Puerto Vallarta for $12.07. For reservations and more info, call the travel experts at New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. We're going to get to any NHL today here for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. More than just sportswear. Five games around the NHL tonight. Dave Campbell, take it away. Thank you, Brendan. Well, the uh, huge, the big, the biggest game of the night is in Colorado. The Avalanche at home to the Calgary Flames. The Avs are three points back of the Ducks for a wild card spot in the West. Flames are only a point back of the Ducks. Rangers visiting the Vancouver Canucks. Vladimir Nemestikov should make his debut for the Rangers. Uh, Brandon Leipzig and uh, Tyler Mott will make their uh, their debuts for the Vancouver Canucks. Elsewhere, the Islanders visiting the Montreal Canadiens. Islanders four points back in the Blue Jackets for a uh, for the final playoff spot. Mike Riley. Not that Mike Riley, <laughs> but the hockey playing Mike Riley. Didn't Riley, Mike Riley tweet about something? About that one, uh, Riley was traded. That's right, and the the CFL had a lot of fun yeah, with that good. tweet as well, along with the Edmonton Eskimos. But yes, Mike Riley, the hockey playing Mike Riley, will debut for the Habs, who have only have one win in their last nine games. The uh, Detroit Red Wings visiting the St. Louis Blues. The Blues, <laughs> maybe Doug Armstrong knew something about his team. That's why he, you know, got rid of Stastny. But they were blasted eight three last night. They've lost five in a row. And the Buffalo Sabres in Tampa Bay to play the uh, Lightning. JT Miller debuts for the Lightning. Ryan McDonough remains out for injury. Won't play until next week. Uh, Nikita Kucherov is also uh, doubtful for the Bolts, uh, Brendan. But he has not been ruled out officially. So that's uh, good news for us here uh, at 6.30 Ched that are in uh, the, the Oilers' fantasy draft. We're in first place right now. Ooh. And uh, we're up by, I think, 12 points. So we're, we're yeah. counting down the days to try to win a trip to uh, the draft in Dallas. And Kucherov is basically the reason we're in first place. So we're, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're uh, happy that uh, he is... Only, I guess, day to day at this point. And Johnson yes. was actually injured in that game, too, uh, the other night against Toronto. We have Johnson as well, but he's playing uh-huh. tonight. And it looked ugly. So we were like freaking out, like, oh my God. <laughs> but uh, good news Kucherov 
is, I guess, day-to-day. All right, there you go. Bakersfield Condors in the American Hockey League. They play San, uh, at San Jose on Friday, Stockton on Saturday. Oil Kings losing 5-2 yesterday afternoon during Hockey Hookie Day at Rogers Place. They will host the Calgary Hitmen on Friday. And the Uve Golden Bears host the Saskatchewan Huskies in the Canada West Championship this weekend. Who else would it be? <laughs> like, really? Yeah, th- this is a great rivalry. One of the, m- maybe the most underrated rivalry uh, in sports in this country, or at least around these parts. Uh, game 1 is Friday night, 7 o'clock at the Claire Drake Arena. Should be fun. It's 128 in Edmonton. We'll, by the way, we'll have Serge Lajoie likely on the show on Friday to set the, that series up. 128 in Edmonton. We'll take a break for the 130 news. Jerry Fleming will join us. More of your phone calls. We'll get the Stoffer trivia as well. That's all ahead on Oilers Now.